Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hello again. My topic today is creationism, more specifically old earth versus young earth creationism. And I'm asking the question, so who who cares anyway? Some couple of weeks ago, I received an email from a person who used to be in my congregation, and he was responding to an article I'd written on the Jesus deficit disorder. And in the email he said, yeah, Chris, thanks for the article, but you know, there's another disorder in the church, and that's the creation deficit disorder. And he pointed me to a particular website to go and have a look at. A few days later, I got an email from another person, a traveling lecturer who was up from Cape Town and was lecturing on young earth creationism. And he had been recommended to contact me, so maybe we could get together, have a cup of coffee and, and discuss it. I politely emailed back and said, thanks a lot. I had a look at this whole issue a few years ago and I'm not really interested, but I hope your lecture series goes well. But then I thought I'd better just refresh myself a bit. So I pulled out an article by Mr. John Green. If you go to my website, you'll be able to pick up the link to that on the actual post. And John Green starts his article with these words. This young earth versus old earth creationism is, and he says, one of the most polarizing and divisive issues within the Christian community. Wow. Well, I find that hard to believe that... Evangelical Christians can be divided, and apparently passionately divided, over whether the planet Earth is 6,000 years or 4 billion years old. Hmm. Oh, well, I know in the past churches, and in fact whole denominations, have divided over issues such as baby baptism versus full immersion adult baptism, or speaking in tongues, or end-time scenarios, and so on. But to be divided over the age of the church seems even more pathetic than that. Some while ago, in 2012, Joy magazine that I was writing for quite uh, frequently at that stage was buzzing with articles and letters to the editor about this very issue, creationism. And things were getting heated, so the editor contacted me and uh, asked me if I would write a calming kind of article, which I did. I called it the Great Creation Debate, and you can pick up the link to that as well on the post. But it seems that things are hotting up once more, so I thought I'd better wade in one more time. But in order to get up to date, I got onto my internet and I looked at some of the current debates, some of the 2016 debates. And I viewed debates between people like Kent Hovind and Ken Ham on the Young Earth side, and uh, Dr. Hugh Ross and Hank Hanegraaf on the Old Earth side. These were... Painful, but fascinating viewing and listening. Because all the Christians I have heard, or in fact read of, who are involved in the so-called controversy between old and young earth, believe in the inspiration of the Bible. Both sides believe in the inspiration of the Bible. And strangely enough, they all seem to agree that Darwinian evolution, as we understand it commonly, is neither biblical, nor logically and logical and certainly not scientific. Yet, in one of these debates, Kent Hovind called Hugh Ross a heretic to his face. And he claimed that the God he worshipped, he kept saying, well, the God I worship is not the God that you seem to worship. And 
Then he called the graciously tolerant Dr. Ross a cult leader, leading many, many people astray. Well, what on earth, and I do intend to pun there, what on earth is the cause of such insecurity and animosity and division in the body of Christ? Well, when you're trying to make sense of the debates, it can be a bit confusing and, in my case, frustrating. You see, on the one side, on the young earth side, the arguments often devolve down into statements like, well, God's word says so, and so that's the way it is, irrespective of evidence to the contrary of the particular point they're trying to make. On the other side, there are references to quasars, the speed of light, quantum shifts, quantum mechanics, and all that sort of stuff, and that can be a little overwhelming. Debaters, both sides, tend to argue at length, and again I am intending a pun there, as to whether the word translated as day, yom, in Genesis chapter 1, can indicate long periods, or if it has to be understood as a 24-hour day. Ken Ham accuses old earth creationists of arguing from the basis of science and then trying to make the biblical account conform to the so-called evidence. Dr. Ross, on the other side, claims that he is equally committed to the inspiration and authority of the Bible, but that he sees no conflict between a reasoned interpretation of what the Scriptures say and the scientific evidence. By the way, this is essentially my position too. But I can't help wondering, is the real driving issue a matter of when God created? Can it really be? Can, can so many intelligent people be fighting so much with each other about when God created, instead of focusing on the fact that he did create, and that it was him that created? Well, I don't think so. I think there's a deeper issue here. Ken Ham, in fact, I think puts his finger on it. In one of the interviews, one of the debates, he says that, well, he's not so passionate about trying to prove the age of the earth, but he is passionate about defending the authority of Scripture. Ah, so now we get to the real underlying issue. You see, the 20th century came as a scientific renaissance into the world, and it brought with it aggressive atheistic criticism of biblical authority. Well, scholars were writing and touring the world and lecturing about how the Bible is not trustworthy and it's just a storybook and it's a myth and God does not even exist, etc. Even within the church, liberal scholars started to over-analyze the forms of writing in the scripture and the literary forms and so on. And they undercut, I think, the belief that the Bible is actually even divinely inspired. Now you throw into the mix Charles Darwin's theories about natural evolution, and you have a controversy. So a number of Christian scholars and teachers who call themselves fundamentalists sprung up, intent on defending the inspiration and the authority of Scripture, and also a word called infallibility, the infallibility of Scripture, but that deserves a whole article on its own. And they try to defend the Bible, in the face of some very aggressive, humanistic scorn and derision and attack. By the way, Darwinian evolution, I understand, is still taught in most schools around the world as a fact. But, you know, 
Certainly listening to these debates, it becomes obvious to me that Darwinian evolution has now been largely abandoned by most informed scientists. Scientists, Mark, yeah? abandoned by most scientists. And so the battlefront has shifted to the matter of the age of the cosmos in general and the earth in particular. It's The argument isn't about evolution anymore because all sides are basically saying well, that's un, an untenable theory. It doesn't hold up against examination anymore. So the young earth is actually contending that a plain reading, and I will use their words, a plain reading of the English translation of Genesis 1 necessitates belief that God created the world in six consecutive 24-hour days some 6,000 years ago. That's the battle they're now fighting. Old earthers, let me call them that, on the other hand, claim that a literal, and they use the word literal, a literal reading of the Genesis creation account, but in its original Hebrew, not English, Hebrew, leads to the understanding that the world was created by God over a very long period of time. So here's the thing. Both sides believe that God created all things. No argument about that. Both sides believe that the Bible is inspired and authoritative. They're not arguing about that. But they differ vehemently on how to interpret the inspired scriptures. Oh dear, 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 dear. It's the same problem underlying the old baby christening versus believers baptism controversy, the ladies and eldership leadership controversy, the current homosexual debate controversy. It's about how do we understand the scriptures. Now, to my way of thinking, the crucial matter of belief should be concerning whether God created everything and not when or how. I, I am very concerned that we should make the solid statement that the Bible makes God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But how he actually did it in detail, and when precisely he did, I don't think the Bible gives us enough data on that. I don't think we intended to be arguing the toss about things like that. You see, the how and the when, for me, only becomes important if it impacts negatively on aspects of core Christian doctrine, such as sin, death, salvation, and so on. If I find that I need to believe that the world was created in six consecutive 24-hour day periods some 6,000 years ago in order to support the doctrine of original sin and salvation through Christ Jesus, well then, I need to take the argument very, very seriously indeed. But I will tell you, there's nothing I've heard from the young earthers and there's nothing I've read that will convince me at this point, certainly, that the biblical record is not entirely trustworthy when it comes to these fundamental truth issues. Actually, it's trustworthy when it comes to any of the issues it addresses. I don't need to build a doctrine of sin and death and salvation from the Genesis account of how many days it took and when the creation actually occurred. Frankly, where I get more than a little irritated, and I get very irritated actually, is when young earthers try to explain away things like the geological evidence of extreme age by claiming that God created the earth with an appearance of age. 
You see, the scientific guys come along and say, yeah, but you know, you take an ice core from the Antarctic and you see it's got all these rings in it like a tree and you can actually count how many millennium have gone past and there's evidence that the world is millions of years old. And you can see the same in rock strata and all that sort of thing. And some of these young earthers come along and say, no, no, well, you see, God just created it to look like that, but actually it's only 6,000 years. And then they bring out what I think is an absolutely fatuous argument. They say, well, if God created Adam with the appearance of age, and he created him fully blown, Adam sprung from the brow of God, so to speak, as a 30-year-old, they say, then uh, why couldn't he have done exactly the same thing for all of creation? Hmm. Well, he's got a trickster then. He's got a sort of a shyster, con artist, that he has to try and fool people into thinking something that's not true. No, God is not a liar. God is true. God is good and righteous and just. In fact, the biblical account doesn't even state how God created Adam. It just says, And God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Genesis 2.7 How he actually did that, how long he took to do that, it doesn't say. Ah, but if you are fixated on the sixth day of creation being a literal 24-hour period, well, then he had to make Adam all in that one 24-hour period. But, you know, that doesn't say anything at all anyway. It still doesn't tell us what the actual process was. Then there's the claim by many of the um, young earthers, and I, and I do have to say that it kind of saddens me to the point of despair a bit, where they claim that the Great Flood accounts for all the dating problems, all the fossil evidence problems, and all of that, which comes up from archaeology and other forms of natural science. They say, no, the, the Great Flood actually laid down all that sedimentation and uh, created the appearance of, of, of mountains rising and, and being leveled and so on and so forth. And honestly, for me, that's naive to the point of silliness. And all of these arguments ostensibly are done in order to prove that the Bible is authoritative. I don't think so. I think all of this is being done to demonstrate that their particular interpretation of the Bible is authoritative. And here we have the clash that's gone over for thousands of years between groups of people all claiming to have the perfect understanding of Scripture to the exclusion of what other people think and say about it. All right, so by now you've obviously guessed that I would position myself in the old earth creationist corner of this ring. If I had to take up boxing gloves on this, which I won't. But I'd be joining some very fine company, men like Norman Giesler, Lee Strobel, J.I. Packer, Wayne Grudem, Gleason Archer, Francis Schaeffer, and so on and so forth, and many others. So for the record, let me just quickly state what the core belief of us old ages, actually, what our core beliefs actually are. I'm going to take it from John Green's article because I think he sets it out very succinctly. This is what old ages believe in. One, God miraculously created the universe from nothing, ex nihilo, created life from non-life, 
and progressively intervened in history to supernaturally create new species of life. 2. The age of the earth has no bearing on the creation of life. An ancient earth does not equate with Darwinian evolution. 3. Darwinian evolution, which is changed through unguided naturalistic processes, is unbiblical, biologically untenable, and not supported by the fossil record. Old earth creationists adamantly reject the Darwinian concept of common descent, which is the hypothesis that all plant, animal and human life ultimately evolved from primitive single-celled organisms through unguided mutations and naturalistic processes. Next, God miraculously created Adam and Eve, humanity's historical parents, who were new, distinct creatures from whom humanity's sin originated. Next, Earth's geological features formed over long ages through both gradual and catastrophic processes. And lastly, Genesis 1 is a literal account of God's creation. After God created the heavens and the earth, he then created life over six consecutive, inverted commas, days, which in the original Hebrew may be literally interpreted as long epochs of time. Well, I started this discussion with the question, old age, new age, old earth, new earth, who cares? Well, apparently many people care, and very passionately. But what should we be caring about, I ask? We should be caring about things like the inspiration and authority of the Bible. We, we should be caring about that, but not so much about how one group of people chooses to interpret Another group believe they have grounds for seeing things differently. We should be caring about the centrality and lordship of Jesus, passionately about that. We should be caring about being dependent on the Holy Spirit for life and ministry. But I do not think we should be caring about defending our way of interpreting Scripture against all other people's ways of understanding the Bible. Hope this was mildly informative. I'll catch you next time. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, Truth Talks.